0: It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's The Sports Fan, presented by JK Contracting. Hey, Now, from the WATH studios, here's Cedric Granger. Welcome to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Cedric Granger by Michael Roth. Okay, 72 degrees Fahrenheit. Very warm, but I'm sure we won't see too many more of those as we get near November. But, Rolf, how are you doing today?
1: Uh, doing good, doing good. Just uh ready for another busy, busy sports week. Then we uh got a busy weekend ahead on our hands between the NFL and college football.
0: Yeah, everything really starting to heat up. Also, the World Series coming up. This Friday between the Phillies and the Astros, which is sure to be quite fun. Uh, But last night, one of the things that was kind of shocking was on Monday Night Football. I, especially a lot of other people, too, uh, thought the Patriots would have no trouble against the Chicago Bears. I think people were even questioning why they put Chicago on primetime two weeks in a row, given their poor offensive production. However, they shut up a lot of haters yesterday beating the Patriots on the road in Foxborough at night. 33 to 14.
1: Yeah, they really took it to them. The the Bears got up early and Mac Jones gets benched. And in comes Bailey Zappi. And those first two drives looked like the Bailey Zappi. I watched Torch the Browns looked like the Bailey Zappi. I watched uh, defeat the Lions. But then the rest of the night, the Bears defense just had the Patriots number Uh, forced Zappi into a couple turnovers. And the Bears were just opportunistic, took advantage of short fields, kicked a lot of field goals. It seemed like whenever the Patriots did get a stop, it was after the Bears got a couple first downs. And, you know, Justin Fields had a big game on the ground. I was surprised that the Patriots didn't have more QB spies. Uh, Apparently this is something I saw Patriots fan on Twitter being like, scrambling QBs always kill us like I guess when Bill Belichick finds out that you can run a QB spy to guard scrambling QBs it might be over for the rest of the league um but for the non-Patriots fans don't tell Bill that you can run a QB spy and uh yeah these scrambling QBs are just gonna cook them Lamar Jackson the Ravens over 100 rushing yards 37 points five
0: touchdowns for Lamar.
1: Justin Fields 33 points uh I think he had like at least 80 rushing yards so yeah 84 um, on the yeah, if you're uh if you're a team with a scrambling quarterback against the Patriots just like run those four verticals plays and then when everything opens up uh seems like the Patriots just like running man defense a lot and that's not the recipe to slow down the Bears because even though Fields had a big game I didn't see too many throws where I went man he really zipped that into tight coverage or like he doesn't have the receivers to beat you downfield either so uh, I think if you're defending the Chicago Bears you just got to come in with a better game plan, and that that has to be playing zone defense, force Fields to beat you with his arm, and see if any of their receivers can beat you. Because uh, even though they scored 33 points, that didn't happen that much. And uh, instead, Fields got a couple third down scrambles that had my roommate, who's a Patriots fan, wanting to tear his hair out. And the Bears' on designed runs were also successful. So big victory for Chicago, uh, New England. They're the only team in the AFC East below 500 right now, so really kind of slipping in that division. But uh, besides a couple teams in the AFC East and then the Ravens-Bengals, the the wild card picture in the AFC isn't super clear right now. So still time for them to try and fight their way back into the playoff race. But losing a winnable game like that at home, not what you want to see if you're a Pats fan.
0: Not at all. And for the Bears, on the other side of things, the NFC is kind of looking a little bit wide open aside from the uh, NFC East where you have the Eagles at uh, 6-0, and Giants at 6-1, and and Cowboys at 5-2. and Pretty much everywhere else, it's just up for grabs. The Rams currently have the position for seventh place at 3-3 three and three due to their bye week. But there's a whole bevy of three and four teams just looking to potentially finish the season strong as we're seven weeks in, uh, 10 weeks to go, or actually 11 weeks to go, um, and 10 games for a lot of these teams. And that's just a situation there where, hey, if the Bears can get hot, they can be able to take advantage. But I just think, again, it's like you said, Michael, it's a good matchup for the Patriots anytime you have a Russian quarterback. And they tried to bring the blitz, which is what the commanders did, very effectively against Justin Fields to kind of get him out of his game, get him injured, and have him almost hobbling throughout the rest of the game. And although the Patriots delivered some blitzes, the Chicago Bears actually had a couple of counters this time around, including some uh, quick screens. And that ended up being able to score them a touchdown earlier in the game as well. So, again, just great to be able to see that upset. And I don't think any of us in the AFC who have seen the Patriots dominate the conference for a very long time are really going to feel bad for New England for taking a loss on primetime.
1: No, no, we will not. Happy, uh, happy to see that even, uh, even after another tough loss for my team on Sunday.
0: Yeah, the Ravens and the Browns matched up against each other, and there were uh, some questionable play calls and questionable referee calls on both sides as I felt like both teams really tried to give away the game in the fourth quarter badly and uh, resulted in the Ravens coming out on top 23-20. to It was a win that was definitely needed, but Cleveland, I think for their stretch, they needed to at least split this AFC North stretch between the Bengals and the Ravens 1-1, one and one. so it's going to come down to that Halloween matchup between the Bengals and the Browns battle of Ohio, which has had some very fun matchups and fun results. A lot of them being in favor of Cleveland as of recently.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I'm not sure if the Bengals fans are going to want to hear this, but recently the Browns have dominated, uh, this series, Joe Burrow, Owen three against the Browns in his career. Baker Mayfield, I think was, uh, like nine and one, eight or seven and one. Um, I think 7-1 and one against the Bengals in his career. So uh, it's it's gone the Browns' way. Uh, last season, obviously the Week 18 matchup, the Bengals rested uh, some of their key starters, including Joe Burrow. Uh, so not much to take from that game. But uh, in the first game of the season in Cincinnati, Browns really took it to him. Joe Burrow threw a pick six in the first quarter. Uh, Nick Chubb had a big game. And it was one of the few games that the Browns actually – extended their lead after going ahead which is pretty surprising because the Bengals are kind of famous for like double-digit comebacks. It seems like every other week they just get down by double digits. Um, It really is quite incredible because the the Bengals are a solid team but you look at them against Pittsburgh, against Dallas, against Baltimore, against New Orleans, all of these games the Bengals just find themselves early in the game down double digits and uh, only one of them they've been able to come back this year Uh, Obviously, last year, those comebacks were huge for them. They did it twice against Kansas City in a month, um, which is pretty insane. They had another couple impressive comebacks. So just interesting that last season, that was the one game where the Browns really put their pedal uh, to the metal and just ran away with the game because most of the Browns' wins that year were by one score, and that game uh, wasn't very competitive uh, as the final score indicates so i'm sure the Bengals, uh, even though they made it to the super bowl last year looking for a little bit re- of a revenge against the browns this monday night should be interesting and no uh know a lot of people in athens are gonna be tuning in whether you're on either side of uh this ohio nfl rivalry
0: yeah even as a neutral as a ravens fan and i'm sure all the friends that i have and people that i know that are steelers fans will also be keeping their eye out on that matchup especially whenever You have two AFC North teams on prime time. you really got to keep your eye on it because this division more than likely is going to come down to the final week as the Ravens and the Bengals look like the two teams to beat for now. However, with Deshaun Watson potentially coming back, the Steelers being able to mature as the year goes on, and Kenny Pickett gets better by the week, which with this game against the Dolphins, the trajectory's not looking as good. However, long season ahead, it may come down to the final week. That's our first segment when we come back. We'll talk a little bit more about whatever we want in sports. We have football to talk about as well as basketball to talk about as the Cavs have gotten off to a pretty solid start to the NBA season. You're listening to the Sports Fan on 970-WATH. Medicare open enrollment is here. Now through December 7th, free help is available. Tune in on Friday night for high school playoff football on Power 105. This week, the Nelsonville York Buckeyes begin their tournament trail by welcoming Grove City Christian to Boston Field in the two versus 15 matchup in Division 6, Region 23. Free game starts at 6.30 with kickoff at 7. Nelsonville, York, Grove City Christian. It's high school playoff football Friday on Power 105. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I was not just, you know, working with my physical disabilities, I was emotionally broken. I remember thinking, how did I get here? How? It was affecting me in my marriage. My husband, he didn't know how to help me. He actually called Wounded Word Project. Wounded Word Project had this thing called Couples Odyssey. It was an eye opener and it, I think it really saved our marriage. They gave us books and resources and tools on how to help us with that.
1: I just love him. I love
0: you, honey. I love you, too. Watching her fight for her mental health, fighting for other veterans, fighting for this family, uh, helped me to fight, too. Well, I always loved her, but I love her ten times more for that. Not all wounds are visible. If you or a loved one are suffering, visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone. Live and local, the sports fan on 970-WATH. Go over from the gridiron to the hardwood as the NBA has started up, having its first week of action, and the Cleveland Cavaliers are starting two and one, not a bad start at all. But the story has been Donovan Mitchell's stellar performances. He's been averaging 33 points per game, and the Cavs they've been able to win two games. Uh, they started the season off on the road against the Raptors, falling 105 to 108 to a talented Raptors squad. Then a big win on the road in Chicago over the Bulls, one hundred twenty-eight to ninety-six, and then most recently on Sunday they defeated the Wizards in overtime, one hundred seventeen to one o seven, and they will continue on tonight in a winnable game against the Orlando Magic.
1: Yeah, the uh, the Cavs have started the year off strong, and the the most impressive part about Mitchell's early season performances. He's been doing it without Darius Garland, who was going to be his backcourt mate. Garland got hurt in the second quarter against the Raptors in the first game, uh, got poked in the eye uh, by a Raptors player and has been out since, should be coming back soon. Uh, But Mitchell, uh, 30-plus points, first three games of the season, including 37 in the overtime win over Washington, Uh, He's been as advertised as a scorer. I've been actually impressed with Mitchell's defensive ability, which is something that was very rightly criticized uh, in Utah at the start of his career. Uh, Maybe you thought that Mitchell was going to be a pretty decent defender, but once he became an offensive engine, uh, his defense kind of slacked off a little bit, and it especially went downhill towards the end of his Utah tenure some people thought it was because mitchell and rudy gobert didn't really see eye to eye it seemed like they never were the best of friends and the covid situation rudy giving everybody covid seemed to kind of be a breaking point and in the postseason last year mitchell's defense was very very poor uh, you could use some other language not really fit for radio to describe <laughs> it um but this season, you know, I think Mitchell has been giving better effort. So maybe, maybe it was a factor of uh, he was just fed up with Rudy Gobert and uh, didn't want to waste his energy, which, you know, not what you really want to see. But if Mitchell is going to give that better defensive effort for the Cavs, uh, we'll take it and hope it uh, just continues up until the postseason, which is where this Cavs team is going to be judged after being one of the top eight seeds last year and then losing in the play
0: and not getting a full series. Yeah, so up ahead for the Cavs, of course, they'll play the Magic tonight at 7 o'clock. Actually, check that tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, and they'll match up against the Magic. Then they have a big one on Friday against the Celtics on the road in Boston, which should be key to see. And then the big weekend continues against the New York Knicks, who are 2-1, and one, only lost coming in that first game to the Grizzlies. So the Cavs should be tested. They were already tested pretty early on in the season uh, but it's really exciting to see the season come back. And these first couple of games, I feel like it's really a lot about optics, Roth, where even though as teams like go on and as the season goes on, teams can get hot, teams can get cold, and things can change a lot as you have teams that aren't playoff teams, might have a good start to the season, while maybe a team that has been struggling throughout most of the first half gets it together and goes on a bit of a run. Uh, but early on in the year, when you have new acquisitions added to your team and if as long as there's health is still there you really want to see everybody perform well and i think it's great for the Cavs to have such a hot star from donovan mitchell really picking up the slack and they're just going to get better as soon as garland uh is added to the fray for the Cavs. but um is there any other nba storylines that you've kind of been following or teams that have had uh, bad starts i know the lakers they're starting off oh and three on the year of course tricky opponents and of course the trailblazers who look like they're back this year relative to where they are last year so Kind of some interesting
1: stuff going on. Yeah, you know, my preseason predictions, uh it, it's early, so you don't want to be taking any victory laps after uh three games, four games in some other team's case. Uh I, I had the Lakers as the nine seed, so to see them struggle at the gate, it is surprising, but at the same time, it's not um I I, I didn't really see them going back to title contention. You know, I had them being a play-in team uh, and on the wrong side of the play-in at that. So uh, I I don't think this team can figure it out as currently assembled. They're going to need to make a move, which is kind of frustrating because uh, while LeBron has clearly taken a step back, he's still a top 10 player in the league. So to see his team almost look like they have no chance to compete even this early in the season it is pretty frustrating for all the LeBron fans from Ohio. So it'll be interesting to see if the Lakers do actually make a move because the Pelicans could swap picks with the Lakers. So if the Lakers are really bad and the Pelicans are even halfway decent, uh, that Lakers first round pick, it's not going to be in the top five. It, it could be 15 20 even if the lakers have one of the worst records in the league so they can't really just go all out for the tank and build for the future like maybe you would want to i, I don't know it's, it's tough to defend tanking with lebron and anthony davis still playing at a pretty high level they've just been unable to add other pieces on their roster like their third best player is probably patrick beverly uh, and he was, like, the fifth or sixth best player on a Timberwolves squad that was in the play-in last year. So that just kind of shows the lack of depth on their team. They're playing Matt Ryan. But as as Carl Blaylock would say, the best Matt Ryan in pro sports right now, heavy minutes, and, like, no offense to basketball player Matt Ryan, but he wouldn't even think about getting minutes on, like, the Clippers, the Pelicans, like, some of these other Western Conference teams are deeper, he'd be in the G League, and he's playing like 20 minutes a game for the Lakers. It is.
0: There was even the time when um, on TNT, after the Lakers matched up against the Warriors, you had Shaq saying, who? Or who? And Matt Ryan, he's like, oh, Matt Ryan, you got the quarterback for the Colts starting right now? I mean, yeah. Kind of crazy. It's just lack of depth. That's going to kill you as the season goes on. So like you said, Ruff, I'd probably expect them to try to make a move if they can. There's still plenty of time to do so. However, with how it looks right now, they have not looked good in a lot of these games. And even though LeBron still gets his and Anthony Davis has returned to form a little bit, uh, Russell Westbrook hasn't been playing very well. And again, they'll have to get it together as the season goes on. When we come back, though, we'll talk a little bit about Blue Jackets hockey and how they've been recently. And then after that, we'll jump into our hot picks. Listen to the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. We've all got it, you know, that one crazy thing you've always wanted to do. That bucket list goal. Then a cancer diagnosis and that one thing still goes according to plan. No, I'm getting my first tattoo right now, while my three beautiful daughters laugh hysterically at me. 58 years old, four years of cancer-free checkups at Ohio Health. Go ahead and get a picture, girls. You keep making plans. Visit OhioHealth.com slash keep making plans. Hi, this is Martina McBride. When I'm on stage performing, it takes a team of talented people from all walks of life to make the show a success. I couldn't do it without everyone's help. We embrace diverse backgrounds and work together as one. There's no challenge or problem too big to overcome. Our strength lies in our diversity.
1: This public service message has been brought to you courtesy of the United States Air
0: Force. the Cincinnati Bengals take on the Carolina Panthers on Sunday, November 6th at Paycor Stadium. Be there for every play as our high-powered offense and unyielding defense take the
1: field. And join the Bengals' salute to service as we honor active members of the military and
0: veterans throughout the game. Don't miss your chance to be in the jungle live. Limited tickets remain. Visit Bengals.com or call the Bengals ticket hotline at 513-621-8383. Come rule the jungle with us. You're listening to 970-WATH and the Sports Fan. Welcome back to the Sports Fan. It's our final segment of the day. They had that big loss to the Penguins, and that one was especially upsetting since the Blue Jackets had a 3-1 lead. And then the Penguins went five straight goals and took down the Jackets six to three. However, the Blue Jackets did a good job of bouncing back against another elite team in the uh, Eastern Conference with the New York Rangers. The New York Rangers, um, the Blue Jackets went on the road and they were able to defeat New York five to one. So an impressive showing for the Jackets as they sit at three and four, trying to overcome their rough start. They aren't last in the division anymore, moving above the New York islanders but rough you got any hot picks for today what matchup are you looking at yeah
1: you know i lost my hot pick last night um carl anthony towns blamed anthony edwards for that hot pick so i guess i will do uh the same timberwolves did not get it done at home against the spurs so i'm gonna go with dallas on the road at new orleans they're laying five points uh you might be thinking dallas five point favorite on the road in new orleans well i'll explain why zion williamson brandon ingram herbert jones all out so the pelicans with three of their five usual starters out um i know they're a deeper team but when you lose the star scoring power that they lost uh i'm gonna take dallas tonight kind of a bummer because it's a national tv game on tnt at 7:30. the 10 p.m game is really good but not sure how many people are going to want to see the pelicans basically backups go up against luka Doncic tonight
0: yeah and i'm going to be also looking in the nba i have thunder plus eight against the los angeles clippers the thunder although they have no wins on the season they do not have a single loss by more than 10 points on the year while the clippers have not been able to separate really in any of their wins including a six-point win over the lakers and their two-point win over the kings and i think that trend will continue tonight Although I believe the Clippers will win, I believe it will be close as the Thunder will try to be desperate, I think, for their first win of the year. But once again, thank you for joining us on The Sports Fan. Up next will be the Columbus Blue Jackets.